while everyone else is watching the clown show in Washington, D.C., and looking abroad, our subscribers are informed conservatives that know paying attention to what happens in your backyard with the state and local politics and legislation and administration is really where you get the biggest bang for your political buck. Brandon Lewis here with a 10-con Big 7 weekend update. We're bringing you the seven big state and local news stories that only conservatives care about, and we'll send it to you uh, live every day as it occurs if you go to tennesseeconservativenews.com and hit that subscribe button, or if you text the word news, N-E-W-S, to 423-205-5600. That's 423-205-5600. Here are the headlines. Tennessee wants to place mental health liaisons in every school with no required parental consent for referrals. Do you see a, a pattern here in Tennessee education? Vagueness in law meant to deter threats of mass violence leads to pattern of arrest for Tennessee kids. Kingsport Library defends sexually explicit books found in kids section as sex ed after local grandma requests material reconsideration. The Band Wagon Tour distributes banned books for free in Nashville. We used to just call those porno wagons. Tennessee Senator uh, estimates August special session costs taxpayers around 750000 just for security. That's okay. It's just your money. Memphis will ask for more than $600 million granted in state taxpayer funds for stadiums. Tennessee legislators to propose mandatory math interventions for non-proficient students. I don't mean to laugh at that. And more. Let's get right into it. But before we do, go to Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, and look for Tennessee Conservative and hit the follow button. Also go to other platforms where we have not been banned like Gab, Getter, Truth, MeWe, and Rumble. Here we go. First story of the day. Tennessee wants to place mental health liaisons in every school with no required parental consent for referrals. Senator Janice Bowling calls the move an egregious attack on parental authority and the personal liberty we have concerning any health care choice. Marie Williams, the commissioner of the state of Tennessee's Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse, and Lizette Reynolds-Gonzalez, the state's ultra-progressive commissioner of the Tennessee Department of Education, have recently released a report two years in the making where they're trying to figure out how they can get more tax dollars to corrupt your kids. My opinion. Back to the story. The report produced by the University of Tennessee is called the 2023 Mapping the Landscape of Mental Health Services and Resources for K-12 Students in Tennessee. The report discusses the information that was gathered from focus groups, which the ten, uh, included uh, Tennessee Department of Education staff from all regions of the state, some staff from the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services, and finally the community-based providers of mental health services. A review of that report calls uh, publicly available data and surveys collected in 69 school districts across 95 counties. The report states that essentially, in order to deliver the level of mental health care needed for every single K-12 through student across the entire state, the only answer would be an Obamacare-style mental health waiver system where there is a, quote, mental health liaison assigned to every school where any child who is determined to need more intensive mental uh, health care can be referred by their school counselor or other school-based staff. The referral will not require parental consent. In essence, the proposal by Governor Lee 
and uh, the letter agencies that paid for this study just seems the inevitable next step in three-year process and the arguably progressive plan for the education system to impose itself in ways that have nothing to do with actually educating kids in Tennessee. Now, a few things. The Tennessee Department of Education is a uh, nest of liberal vipers. <laughs> it is. They are the ones that cooked up uh, during the pandemic this child wellness check, similar to this thing that they're doing here where a phone call from somebody in the education system would call your kid just to see if they're mentally okay, if, if they're all right, if their home environment's okay. I don't trust these people at all, period. First, they are failing at their core function epically. Kids can't read, can't write, can't do arithmetic. Parents are upset, unhappy, customer satisfaction's in the toilet. Now, they want to take on more responsibilities outside of their core functions. What we need are reports that essentially say this organization is wasting money. It's failing to reach its objectives. If we're going to do anything in the Tennessee education system, closed circuit transmission to all your legislators out there, what we need to do instead of trying to bolt on additional non-essential crap is we need to peel away all the extra stuff that is distracting our kids and our educators from the core function of giving them the ability to do the academic basics that prepare them for life and another career. Why in the world Republicans allow the internal workings of government, in particular administration, to be uh, peopled with only folks that have liberal left-leaning backgrounds? I don't understand except for the fact that most Republicans in our state are really old Southern Democrats, and some of them are just Democrats that happen to be in a Republican district. That's the only explanation I can have. Next story. Vagueness and law meant to deter threats of mass violence leads to a pattern of arrest for Tennessee kids. Sources say that multiple uh, high school students and middle school students in Tennessee have been accused of or have suffered criminal consequences due to a lack of specificity in a law meant to deter threats of mass violence back in 2021. A bill was passed by sponsor Representative Dan Howell and former state Senator Mike Bell, both Republicans. The bill now law states, quote, a person who recklessly by any means of communication, threatens to commit an act of mass violence on school property or school-related activity commits a Class A misdemeanor. It is this statute that has led to the recent pattern of arrest of children in Tennessee, all middle and high school students, uh, due to what might have been characterized in legal terms as an unconstitutional vagueness of law. The Tennessee conservative has been informed of sources there are at least five students in Middle Tennessee and one in East Tennessee who are being accused or have suffered criminal consequences due to the lack of specificity in the law allowing for arrest warrants to be issued, even though there's no evidence of any intent in the case. Under the law, there's no requirement that there be any evidence uh, that the communication was meant to be a credible, uh, credible threat. Here we are arresting kids, probably in classrooms, talking about, I'd like to blow this place up. If you've been in a, in a school, in particular a government school, and you're forced to go there, and your parents can't afford anything else, and you get bullied and harassed, and you're not learning anything while you're there, on average, most people, most kids, you know, way behind, and kids run off the mouth, right? So I think we need to use some discernment here. You know, we don't need to send the, the SWAT team in all the time. Sometimes we need Andy <laughs> and, and to show up uh, and, and, and diffuse the situation with some common sense. 
the, the, the other side of this to me that is just coming to my mind right now is, you know, we had a, a, a man in his prime, a model citizen who was recently murdered in Chattanooga, Tennessee, by a man that has, and we reported on this, drum roll please, 66 arrests. 66 arrests. Harassed a gentleman walking down the street. It escalates. He shoots him. We have a uh, catch-and-release criminal justice system here in Tennessee, and Republicans even want to make it, make it more lenient. You look at uh, the crime rates that are rising, especially in Tennessee's uh, cities, and you have to ask yourself, why can't we do the basics? Why can't we do the basics of protecting people, uh, protecting property, and punishing criminals? The same reason we can't do the basics in education because government sucks at doing complex things. Listen, guys, you need to tune in to my buddy Steve Abramowitz, Mill Creek View. He has folks on that show that are movers and shakers in Tennessee politics. You need to watch it. Mill Creek View Podcast Tennessee. Make sure you put Tennessee in there on the free speech platforms. Rumble, your favorite podcast uh, apps like Spotify or iTunes. Catch Season 1 of Mill Creek View CEO Special. This is a series that focuses on great American business owners doing good business, and Steve has just posted the season finale. Go check that out. Steve also recently interviewed uh, William Ozier, Ozier, I think that's how you pronounce that, uh, president of Battle of Nashville Trust, and uh, Mike Battistelli from the West Haven Voters for Fairness and Civility. This is the kind of stuff that you you just don't get, and the mainstream media is never going to report it. Like Democrats... Uh, masquerading as reporters like Phil Williams and almost all the other Democrats that are in Tennessee's uh, corporately funded media, you're not going to get the other side of any story. They are there to push an agenda. And so my recommendation uh, would be to seek out conservative news alternatives, and there is a good one here uh, in Steve Abramowitz. And if you're interested in getting caught up with Florida, Mill Creek View has a podcast hosted by Kat Stancil. And if you're interested in Washington State, they have a podcast hosted by Vincent Cavallari. So go to wherever you get your podcast and type in Mill Creek View, Tennessee, and tune in to my friend Steve. Next story. Kingsport Library defends sexually explicit books found in kids' section as sex ed after a local grandma requests material reconsideration. While visiting the youth section for children under 13 at the Kingsport Library in July with her preschool-aged grandchildren, a local grandmother found a book that prompted her to fill out a reconsideration form. According to the concerned Kingsport resident, quote, Here in Queer, a queer girl's guide to life is, quote, very explicit sexual details of various sexual acts that a 10-year-old could read and understand. Nice. Nice. Used to be you could drop your kid off the library and not worry about them browsing through the porn section. Not anymore. A month and a half later, a library commission meeting was held to specifically discuss the book in the time in between the reconsideration request being filed in the library commission meeting. The book was moved to the teen section of the library meant for high school students. The Kingsport resident said, quote, although it was moved, teens uh, are still minors until they turn 18. It is acceptable for a teen to read about pornography, she said. Uh, she went on to state that the book was very explicit in its depictions of gay sex. Is this sex ed? Question mark, she asked. The Library Commission seems to think so. Wouldn't this potentially make a child curious, said the Kingsport grandmother? Wouldn't reading material such as this open the child's eyes to knowledge they're too young to comprehend or didn't even know about? The head librarian and other Library Commission members mentioned that the book is about sex education and it is their duty 
their, it is their duty as librarians uh, to provide a wide array of books. And I don't know if you've been following some of the stories about the American Library Associ Librarians Association. And I may have got my acronyms. Uh, that's like it's like an American Association of Library something. Who knows? Librarians. And, and they, they've got this wonderful, fantastic celebration on social media of Drag Queen Story Hour. Yeah, we're just the, these brave souls, these, these brave men that, that put on women's clothes and makeup. And the only audience that they want to get in front of are kids. I mean, they don't go read to senior citizens. They don't go read to middle-aged people. These drag queens don't go read to anybody but little kids. Why is that? Probably because they got other intentions. If you can't breed them, groom them. I mean, that's the only thing they can do, and they are moving in that direction. Next story. Tennessee Senator estimates August special session cost taxpayers $750,000 for security. Quote, Tennessee special legislative session resulted in the passing of four bills that did absolutely jack and squat, but also came with a hefty price tag. One senator says it cost around $750,000 just to provide security for the six-day event. Senator uh, Heidi Campbell says the figure was confirmed via text by a representative from the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security based upon the average daily pay rate for state troopers. It is estimated that nearly 500 troopers from uh, all across Tennessee came to work at the Capitol in the Cordell Hall building. Campbell says this figure does not include any overtime costs or the cost of uh, housing officers who have brought up uh, to Nashville and beyond. She says that the department has failed to be transparent about the actual expenses, refusing to give the actual number of troopers employed for the detail. Security detail was not the only expense involved in calling this legislative session. According to numbers provided by the Office of Legislative Administrative Director Connie Ridley, I think this is the same lady who's in charge of covering up uh, lewd acts by staff and legislative members and trying to keep that in the dark and out of the uh, public record. So make sure you know, Connie, Connie's there to sweep up messes. I do believe, uh, as far as I've been able to tell. It costs the state 58576 per day uh, to stipends and mileage for lawmakers, coming to a total of 351000 plus the seven fifty. So we're already up into six figures. Seven figures, I'm sorry. We're up into seven figures now. House Speaker Cameron Sexton defended the extra security measures despite the cost, stating that legislative members from both sides had voiced their concern about safety and said they did not feel safe in a regular session, ended with crowds showing up in droves seeking legislation on gun control. Sexton says that the extra security presence may be necessary for the next regular session. You know what you could have done? Save all that money and aggravation would be not to have it. Democrats just made Republicans look like fools, and their Democrat reporter friends and the corporately funded media uh, did the same on the state, local, and national level. I, I just cannot, cannot fathom why um, people that call themselves Republicans would have even let that thing go on in the first place. There was no emergency that required it. Uh, it was completely unnecessary, and we're still in the dark completely and totally about why the Covenant shooter did what they did. So they want complete transparency, right? Heidi, Heidi wants complete transparency. Complete transparency. But then there's no transparency about why we were even having the session in the first place, but that's okay. Next story. What is this? I'm sorry, I just threw something down. I probably should have read. This is the most important note 
and I went past it. And it's this. We need your support. <laughs> Mail your checks to P.O. Box 625, Signal Mountain, Tennessee, 37377, or go to uh, TennesseeConservativeNews.com and hit that support button. And when you do, to allay your guilty conscience for consuming our content and not supporting conservative journalism in any way, shape, and form, it, you'll feel a lot better. The feeling is actually maybe even more important than the result. We will send you this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. We will send you this Stop Feeding the Rhinos bumper sticker. We will also send you this directory of your elected officials so you can tell them next time they call for a special session for gun control, maybe you just don't do it. And don't spend all that extra money and make yourself look like a fool. And if you get $50 or more, as many of you have, and I appreciate it very, very much, or if you give a recurring donation of $10 or more, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative koozie. And we will also send you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. Now, that's what you want right there, guys. That'll keep those beverages hot or cold for roughly 332 days. I have tested this. I've got a, a cup of coffee that I brewed uh, back in uh, late 2022. I set it on a, a windowsill, and it is still piping hot. I mean, if you spilled it on it, it would scald you. Uh, this is a forever warm cup. It has very special uh, technology, and uh, also uh, it, it has... Uh, really supernatural powers to keep beverages hot or cold. So you'll want to get that. Uh, TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support. It amazes me still. And I know the reasons why. Um, that we are Tennessee conserv- We are the uh, Tennessee's only conservative news alternative that's exclusively focused on our state. It is a shame, and it is sad, and it's because conservative Christians sit on the sideline while Democrats and corporations invest. And so if you're a conservative business owner, if you are a true conservative, a true Christian, let's not just be keyboard warriors, right? We have to put our time, we have to put our money where our mouth is, or otherwise we might as well just not even keep up with it. That's my personal opinion. Either get involved and do something meaningful and measurable, uh, support the organizations and the people that are going to make a difference, or just turn it all off and don't pay attention to it. Next story. Memphis will ask for more than $600 million granted in state taxpayer funds for stadiums. That's what we need in Tennessee, is to put more money into millionaires' and billionaires' pockets. Boy, I tell you, the corporate welfare is alive and well in the state of Tennessee, and Republicans love it, maybe more than they love anything else. Memphis accepted $350 million in state taxpayer funds for upgrades to its sport facilities and asked Tennessee taxpayers for more. It's always asking for more. Don't worry, guys. Just just go get Bo Watson's wife. Um, Senator Bo Watson's wife is a lobbyist who specializes in lobbying for corporate welfare uh, while her husband sits on the finance uh, committee up there. No conflict of interest there. It's completely above board. Uh, none of that money goes back into the Watson family household uh, or any of the other lobbyists that are relatives or friends uh, of these lawmakers up there that also write all the checks that fund their campaign. Just like completely above board, right? Nothing smells here. There's nothing to look at. The Tennessee legislature approved $350 million lump sum this year's budget that the Memphis City Council voted to accept and put into an interest-bearing account Tuesday. The state contribution also includes hotel, motel tax, a county car rental tax, and a deal where all sales tax collected at FedEx Forum are kept by the city for arena purposes. How corrupt does your government have to be to put a tax on lodging for one particular type of entertainment? 
Not pinball arcades, not bowling alleys, not restaurants, not shopping centers, not laser tag arenas, not live music venues. No, 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 no. It's got to be a big corporation that funnels lots of money into the legislature. Can't be a small business owner. Republican Party. It's the, the, the party, the party of the, the large corporations and the wealthy. You wonder why the Democrats throw that on us all the time, but the, the thing is, like, they do the same thing. It's really you know, it's two sides of the same coin here. The state contribution also includes a hotel-motel tax. The outgoing uh, mayor, Jim Strickland, said these taxes will go toward the $334 million uh, city and team portion of the products. The proposal that Strickland put forward when asked the state for funding, however, could have changed or increased in costs as the city's incoming mayor, Paul Young, said the city would now be asked for more, will be asking for more state uh, taxpayer funds and projects. I'm never going to go to Memphis to sit in this thing. If they're going to take my tax money and yours and pour it into this thing, it's terrible leadership. The Tennessee legislature approved, uh, extended through 2059, a 2% uh, carbonal tax that brings in an estimate $3.4 million annually to offset bonds. Governor Bill Lee was in Memphis on Tuesday and told reporters that the state will continue to look into further spending on Memphis sports facilities. Lee said, quote, sports venues around the state are really economic development opportunities. Liar. The studies show over and over again that it does not generate much of an impact except for the campaign coffers of the legislators who are forking out the taxpayer dollars. That's really where the stimulation is, is in lobbyists writing checks. That's, that's the real stimulus there, Bill. Their investments in jobs and economic development for a community. The only economic development and the only jobs that Bill Lee cares about are large, left-leaning corporate jobs. I've never seen him do anything to help small businesses, and what he did do was really to shut them down during the pandemic, and he put a ton of them out of business. Guy's got the worst small business record in the history of Tennessee. Economists who have studied sports arenas and developments across the country, however, have shown that those facilities don't spur other economic development and don't make up for the taxpayer funds used on the projects. When would the truth ever get in the way of Bill Lee telling you something? I've never seen it. Next story. Tennessee legislators to propose mandatory math interventions for non-proficient students. I wonder if this will work like the, uh, uh, the third grade retention laws. Where if you just say, I don't want my kid to be retained because he can't read, move him on, pass him through the system, the government babysitting, uh, babysitting system. That's what they ought to rename it so that there's no confusion that there will be any uh, economic uh, developments. Um, I wonder if it will be like that where it just falls apart. Where we, we act and pretend like we're going to hold educators and education uh, accountable for results and then just backpedal all the way, maybe even back further than where we were when we started. Legislators are preparing to push a bill in the next general session that would create intervention requirements for students who are not meeting grade-level math standards. The bill, which was created by State Representative Scott Speaker, would be similar to the recent third-grade retention law that was put into place last year, but it would not involve retaining students. The bill would instead make summer school or tutoring mandatory for students who fall below the benchmark, and I'm sure that there would be some kind of loophole where you could get out of that. We seem to always put those in there. 
Uh, on the TCAP test or universal screener, it would also be uh, an effect for all students in K through 8th, not just third graders. Picky said that the previous legislation honed in on reading benchmarks, but the math should be considered as well. And last year's test score showed that only about 34% of Tennessee students came in at grade level in math. Where's the accountability for this poor, pardon my language, piss poor performance for the largest line item in Tennessee's taxpayer budget? House Democrat Caucus Chairman John Ray Clement said, quote, It's as if they want our public schools to fail so that they can take them over or channel more students into private schools, strengthen their voucher program, give another reason to use vouchers or create more charter schools. Please. Please. We get all emotional about education. It is a service. People go from their house to a box to get a service. It is no different than if you went to uh, get your eyes checked, get your oil changed, uh, get a back massage, go to learn a trade or a language. If If the kids going there are supposed to get the result of X, and they come out. It'd be almost like if, if if they were if the state of Tennessee, which I don't want to give them any ideas, decided to to start doing oil changes for kids in school. I mean, why not? I mean, they're trying to do everything else, right? Mental health, wellness checks, indoctrination, sex ed. I mean, all this crap, extracurriculars. That you know, that you don't need to do extracurriculars if you can't get the the basics done, in my opinion. I almost feel like if they were providing oil chains for kids at their high school age, because they got to get back and forth from school, right? I'm sure we'll have a program here soon. And only one out of three cars actually got their oil changed. I think that would be a good time to shut that oil change department down. But because it's quote-unquote education, and because it is such a huge government job factory, Democrats don't care how bad it gets. They want to keep kids stuck in there forever. Meanwhile, they send their kids to private schools or move into hoity-toity areas where the schools are a little bit better. Sapiki says this is not the goal at all. We're trying to make our public schools as competitive as possible with our private schools so that parents really have to decide is the education in the private sector better? And the answer is, Scott, yes, it is. Every time, just about. Every time, Scott. That's why we just need to get these kids out of these failing schools if we have a conscience and if we have morals and we need to get them somewhere they can actually learn something. All this pissing around the edges here makes me angry because you've only got 13 years to get this right. 13 years to get it right. And we have, Republicans have been in charge for almost that length of time now as a majority or a supermajority We've got a whole generation of students that the GOP has failed, and they will not give them any alternatives. It's a moral failure. Moral failure of leadership. Guys, those are all the stories. That's it, guys. We're at the end of it. Do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com, hit uh, that subscribe button, and if you have never ranked reviewed this podcast please go give us a five star review it does help other people find us and i think enough of you have done that recently that we're actually starting to show up in the charts for national news rankings which means we got a pretty good audience here help us find some more folks help some more folks find 
us. What's going on this weekend? This is the only reason you tune in. I know it. So, my wife and my daughters and my grandmother-in-law and my sister-in-law and my niece are all in Boston uh, up until, I think, next week um, learning about America's history in that area. Most kids, most adults, know close to jack and squat about the founding of this country, uh, the tenets that have really stood the test of time, and this amazing gift that we've been given that so many people are trying to destroy. Old BL couldn't go because I got work to do. I'm headed into my busy season. I don't travel for politics. I got to focus on the business during this time of year. It's hard for me to even do the podcast this time of year, but I drag myself up here out of a sense of civic duty and do it, just like you should when you donate or give to the Tennessee conservative. Often as conservatives, it is not our job to love everything we do. It is to do it because it is what we're called to do. And I think that that Christianity cannot flourish. Uh, Freedom of religion and speech will not exist if conservative Christians continue to financially sit on the couch and on the sidelines. Back to the story. So, they're gone. So I got the whole house to myself. I'm doing projects. I'm going to the gym more often. I'm about to head out there now. Uh, And I'm getting work done. I'm working late and just focusing on things. I've got uh, one of uh, our um, executives in our company is coming down from Ohio. uh, And we're having a a powwow and some recording sessions out at Casa de Lewis um, with, with some videographers that are coming out. So I'm trying to get all that stuff in the can, in the can, so that um, we can make it a good year in my paying business related to the home service and the painting industry. I'm going to go to church. i got a buddy. I'm going to go see Friday night. They're having me over for dinner, which is right down the road. That's going to be fun. And uh, I've got plans. i got, I got a lot of housework to do, too. Got to get got to mop the floors, sweep it. I don't mind mopping and sweeping the floors. I put on a good book on tape, and I like to piddle around the house. Uh, it's, it's kind of fun for me in a way. So I'm excited, but it is kind of lonely and kind of quiet here at the house. It's just me and the dog and the two cats and a, and a house gecko. Is it a gecko? House gecko? I think so. I hope that thing's still alive. I can't even find it. I hope I don't kill the house gecko. That would be terrible. Do mail your letters, because I love getting them, uh, to P.O. Box 625, Signal Mountain, Tennessee, 37377. Uh, If you can help us in any way by sharing our content. And one thing that we have been asking for, uh, and I don't know how many of you will have seen this, we continually get pictures of illegal aliens being dropped off by the bus load and the plane load. In various places, social security offices, bus stops, wherever. Most recent one was in Athens, Tennessee. Our Republican lawmakers continue to do nothing about it or make it worse. So if you see these pictures, do send them to us. Uh, and you know how to reach us. You can send it to news at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Guys, love you. Mean it. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. If I can help you in any way, uh, you can always reach out. Thank you for your messages. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for uh, sharing our content so that more people can see it, for turning other folks in your conservative and patriot groups on to our news source. I'll ask one other pitch here at the end. If you are in a patriot or a conservative or a Republican group, and I have spoken to a lot of them over the summer, 
I've got one more in November that I've got to do a makeup from when I caught COVID. You know, I've, and I've caught it two or three times, just just like everyone who was vaccinated, and uh, <laughs> at least twice. And uh, it's just like the cold or anything else. You've got to develop natural immunity to it, and you just move on with your life. It's why God gave us an immune system. But nonetheless, um, if you are in one of those groups, and people in your group don't really seem to know what's going on, they don't really seem to know how their legislators are voting. They don't know what happened in the last legislative session. They think that we're in the best conservative state ever, and they don't realize that it's being ran by corporations and the left-leaning Democrats and the lobbyists. Like, tell them about our publication. And if you need me to send you a PDF that you can print off and pass out at those meetings, I'd be happy to do that because we need all the help we can get. Brandon Lewis at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Thank you very much for everything that you do. Uh, Keep the faith. Pay attention. If there's a news story that we need to know about, reach out. Until next time, I'm Brandon Lewis with the 10 Con Big 7, signing off.